So um, I actually um, got a mentorship internship with the Jaminon brothers. And I oh, know like right. Jeremy yep. Strubble, Paul Wagmore. Yep. Um, so they actually taught me how to tie dye. <laughs> As we approached the final tour for Dead & Company, summer of 2023, we wanted to document the experiences of fellow deadheads and tour heads we've met along the way, as well as some of the legendary figures who've played a larger part in keeping the wheel of the Grateful Dead experience and culture rolling. We've met some pretty cool friends and characters along the way and felt this was a good opportunity to sit down, shoot the shit, and share with you some tales both adventuresome and sometimes tragic and usually psychedelic. Buckle up, kids. It's Dead Tour Tales time. Aloha, everyone. Welcome back to Dead Tour Tales. Thanks for tuning in. Before we introduce today's guest, I want to take a minute to encourage you to give us a shout. Reach out to us with any feedback, suggestions, questions, uh, ideas for guests that you'd like to have us shoot the shit with. Or if you have a story that you want to hear, go ahead and record a voice memo. Email it over to us at bananas at deadtourtales.com and we can play that for you on air or maybe we'll have you on the show sometime to tell the story yourself. So again, that's bananas at deadtourtales.com. While you're at it, please check out our previous episodes. We've got some bangers. Download, subscribe, write us a nice review. And don't forget to go to our Patreon page as well for exclusive footage, free merch, Lots of good stuff. Come on, guys. Five, ten dollars a month. That's nothing to help us keep us going all the time. We enjoy doing this and let's keep James out of the restaurants. Yeah, no more restaurants for James, please. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, so that's you can find all that at deadtortales.com. We have a Patreon button on there somewhere, along with some you know, rad merch options too. So all right, let's get to it. Humbled and grateful to have our friend Melrose uh, on the show with us today. Just a little bit about Melrose. Uh, her company, Art by Melrose Tie-Dye, is created by Melissa Rose, a.k.a. Melrose, a nickname she was given in the dead scene. She's originally from Charleston, South Carolina, but moved to California 10 years ago. Her introduction to the Grateful Dead scene started around 2007 while attending several music festivals and then going on to spend time on further tour. Art has been a passion most of her life. She dabbled in many artistic forms, including painting, drawing, and poster art before discovering tie-dye in 2017 through a job at Jam and On. She branched out in 2019 to focus on her own company, again, Art by Melrose Tie-Dye, selling handmade tie-dye clothing and accessories. You can find her vending California music festivals up and down the coast or at the upcoming West Coast Den Company shows. That's uh, California and San Francisco. She'll be there. She also has an online shop that you should check out, and that information will be on our website uh, under her episode. We'll make sure to have that link on there for you. So check out her online shop. Uh, she creates custom orders, uh, buy her stuff. She's rad. She currently lives in Petaluma, California, with her fiancé, J.P. McLean, bass player for Melvin Seals and JGB. What up, J.P.? and their beautiful 11-year-old dog, Rosebud. All right, without further ado, welcome, Melrose. All right, welcome back to Dead Tortales, everyone. 
really excited about our guest today. Uh, I mean, I'm always really excited about our guests. I, I love what I love about doing this. Uh, you know, we get to talk with, we get to sit down and actually have conversations and spend some time talking with our friends, uh, people we admire, right? Uh, people we're fans of, like, that's pretty cool. So uh, I'm, I'm really, really happy to have uh, our friend Melrose uh, on with us today. Uh, Melrose uh, and I, we don't know each other very well, but, you know, we, we see each other out uh, vending uh, fairly frequently, uh, you know, out here in California. And um, Melrose is one of those people that sometimes when you meet somebody, you can just tell energetically, like, that person's rad, right? Like, you tell you, you just tell you, you can vibe with somebody, you know. Uh, first time I met Melrose, which I think was at Days Between Festival this past summer. Is that right? Yeah, Days Between. Um, some people just have a good vibe about them, you know, and you can just tell, uh, and that's how I felt when I met Melrose. So, Thanks. Um, yeah. <laughs> so like anyways, so. <laughs> uh, right on. Thank you. So, uh, super happy to have Melrose today. Melrose, welcome. Um, thanks for being here. Thanks for taking the time to meet with us. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Um, I'm really excited that you asked me to be on and I'm just, um, happy to be here. So. Hi. Hi. <laughs> hey, Brandon. So, yeah. Yes, I've heard, I've seen a lot of your stuff online and heard a lot about you from um, James. So I look forward to hearing more about what's going on and more about everything you're doing. So. Cool. Thanks. And um, I appreciate you saying that, James. You know, I was, um, I was walking by your booth at Days Between and I just was really like, attracted to all the colors and the designs looked really like kind of like familiar but still fresh and new mm. and uh, just like wandered in and just kind of walked around and was like hey you know and then we did that trade and that was really cool and i still have that shirt from you that i wear all the time the cool. right and the golden gate bridge in the background <laughs> oh yeah yeah that's Gary um Cadillac. Yep, yeah that's, yeah uh, give a shout out uh that's chris Pepperocki that designed that she's really great um nice. she's done a few designs for us so she she's a, a pleasure she's a joy so and she's a talented artist so yeah i love it because it's kind of like undercover deadhead you know it's not right. like super flashy like oh look at me i love the grateful dead it's like you don't really know the grateful dead like you're not gonna really realize that's a grateful dead shirt so it's kind of like you can wear it out to the grocery store or wherever and you're not like oh people are I mean, we live in California, so I don't really have to worry about that. But like, you know, on the East Coast, definitely get like more judged for your crazy clothing, you know. <laughs> so totally. It's a I like that. A little more undercover Grateful Dead. That's one of the ones, too. Like, you'll get a nod. Like, somebody will recognize, oh, that's Jerry. Oh, wait. Oh, that's cool. That's the Golden Gate Bridge. Oh, rad. Uh, Cadillac going over the Golden <laughs> Gate Bridge. And then look a little closer. Oh, cool. There's SYF in the license plate. And there's a pole in the back window. And yeah, the What's more you it? look at it's it. And it's, I get that. I mean, I live in, I'm in Cincinnati, but, um, which is actually a pretty big Grateful Dead town. I mean, the subtle stuff that I've worn, people have nailed it every time, especially Jerry Space. I go to Trader Joe's and like, man, that's the best Jerry shirt I've ever seen. I'm like, yeah, my I'm wife's like, how do they know that? Yeah, they're kind of, they know. I was like, how do you not know it? <laughs> if you're in the know, you know. Exactly. Well, thanks for, uh, thanks for the, the compliments. Appreciate it. Um, so we got, we got a big, uh, we got some big things coming up this year, right? Uh, one thing I recognize about you as well, uh, is that you're a hustler, dude, like you get after it, right? Like you work yeah. hard and, uh, you know, you get out there and 
I respect that, you know. Um, Thanks. So, yeah, I try. Yeah, and you've uh, you got a good thing going. Uh, you got good brand going, and you quality work, and like it, it's rad. You know, I, I like um, like cheerleading on my my friends and people who are doing <laughs> cool stuff. You know? I appreciate so, that. You know, I put a lot of work into it, and you can tell. I don't always feel like super successful. You know, it's still very much like a work in progress. But mm-hmm. you know, I just keep yeah. doing work and. I'm really grateful. I have a lot of, you know, repeat customers. You know, I don't even really like to refer to them as customers because most of them are friends. And, mm-hmm. you know, I kind of like the word clients better because I feel like customers exactly. kind of like diminishes what they mean to me and who they are. <laughs> you know, it just makes them like this customer when really they're like so much more. And a lot of people, they just mm-hmm. like keep coming back. And that makes me feel really good. Like, oh, I've got a good product if people like buy something and then they're like, I want more. And, I've always like really strive to make my clothing comfortable because like if it's not comfortable, mm. you're not going to want to wear it. You exactly. know, and I've noticed as I get older, um, I'm grabbing for like the softer clothes in my drawers. And I know not everyone loves that, but I feel like if it's comfortable, you're going to want to wear it and you want it to like feel as good as it looks. So. I agree. You know, one thing that we've talked about, uh, you know, being vendors as well and having our own uh, apparel company or merchandising company, <clears throat> you can't please everybody, right? Like you just can't. Uh, it, it, so we, tr- at first we tried to have a mix of different shirts. Like some people are going to want this and some are going to want this. And it, it's, it's too much. It's like the more you try to make everybody <laughs> happy, the less you do. Right. So it's like, we've found that, uh, and, uh, stay true to yourself and, you know, you go with what you like and right. It helps narrow your, your niche. Right. So, uh, we like the soft, comfortable stuff too. Right. So, yeah, um, sure. I, I will say most of my, uh, 16 month old daughter's, uh, tie dyed clothing comes from Melrose. Also, kids stuff. It's so cute. It's like this mini version. It's just like adorable. And then like when I'm bending at music festivals, it's just so like cute to see all the kids running around and they're like Melrose tie dyes and stuff. (laughs) Makes me happy. And kids get really excited about tie dye too. Like when they Mm -hmm. see it, they're like, Oh, look, you know, and they get all like their face lights up and that's kind of cool. They're not like jaded yet by society, you know? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, give it time. It'll happen. (laughs) Right around the corner kids. I promise. (laughs) Um, But one more thing I want to say too, about kind of like, what you're doing, the working hard. And sometimes it feels like it's not very successful. And I totally get that too. And I I have to continue to remind myself, like continue to put the energy out there and and the universe will and is responding in kind, right? Uh, Sometimes it might take a minute. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, right on, keep putting the the good energy out there because it's clearly coming in. So thanks. uh, I appreciate that. Right on. Okay, cool. So tell us a little bit about, are, are you, I know you live now in Petaluma, right? Uh, yeah. Are you from Petaluma or Sonoma County? Uh, what was uh, uh, what those early years for you? So I'm originally from Charleston, South Carolina. Wow. So, yeah, I, uh, I didn't actually get into the Grateful Dead until after high school. Um, in high mm-hmm. school, I was kind of more like a emo. Well, now I hear the now I hear the southern. I hear the southern. I heard it. I heard it there. for a second. I a little bit. Yeah. I don't say y'all anymore as much, <laughs> but <laughs> sometimes it'll come out. I definitely don't sound as southern as like my sister. Oh no, <laughs> California will take it out of you. Totally. Yeah. <laughs> 
Are you yeah. an indie kid? What? You're an indie kid? Yeah, I listen to a lot of like, um, you know, like Bright Eyes and Modest mm-hmm. Mouse and yeah. The Shins, Radiohead, mm-hmm. stuff like that. Nice. And I went through like big Bob Marley phase, you know. I... <laughs> it's obligatory, right? Yeah. The Bob Marley phase is obligatory. Yeah. And rightfully so, rightfully yeah. so. Yeah, the songs of freedom. Then they have like that big album that's like four albums and it's like the box set when that came out yeah. the legend box set right i don't know if it was the legend one i think it was just the bob marley box set it came out was like came out like 95 the 90s yeah yeah and everyone was like oh my god this <laughs> yeah i burned through a number of those cds in my day for sure oh yeah um cool so what was your introduction to, to the grateful dead um who, so tur- who turned you on to the grateful dead some people that I met in college, I went to College of Charleston for a year and a semester. I didn't graduate, but um, I met met some friends there and they kind of got me into the dead. And then I went to my first music festival in 2007, Bonnaroo. And oh, I wow. saw Bob oh. and Ratchog there. Oh, and it's such an amazing experience. There was like... Um, people dressed up as bears, like on the stage, like dancing and stuff. And I just... Had a really great time. And then um, Echo Project was like this one-time festival they did in Atlanta, I believe it was. And I saw Phil Esch and friends there. And I was like front row. And it was just like, that kind of like helped get me into it. And then it just kind of snowballed from there. And saw The Dead in 2008. And didn't really go on tour until Further. Further was like the first band that I actually did like a tour for. Man, yeah. Um, we were just talking with, we, uh, we had a, another friend that we uh, shot the shit with yesterday and was kind of remarking how it seems like a lot of, I, I missed those years. I, I, I hopped on the bus in 91 and, and stepped off for certain reasons in, in 2001 and stayed away until like 2016, right? Um, 2015, 16. And, and it seems like, and I caught, you know, whatever, whatever was happening, uh, post Jerry in those five years from 95 to 2000, uh, whether it was the other ones or I don't remember whatever they were calling themselves at at the time. I caught a little bit of that. Right. Um, but I missed the whole further thing. Right. And and God, from everybody I, I talked to that experienced further, that was the shit apparently further was, you know, uh, uh, the one, um, post grateful dead, uh, you know, offshoot or whatever that was like really hit the spot. You know, oh yeah, further be... was awesome. I met a lot of my good friends on further tour, and um, and it's so funny. Like today, you know, flash forward to today, I'm like friends with Sunshine and, and John Gay, and it's like I never wow. would have thought yeah. that. Like back then, you know, it's like you would have told right. me like where I'd be now. I'd be like, you're fucking crazy, you know. <laughs> But further was a lot of fun. That was the first time we came out to California. They played uh, um, at Oakland in the Fox. And uh, I didn't actually get in for like the third night. That was kind of like my introduction to California. Wow. Nice. So uh, what year was that? Oh, eight, you said? 2009. 2009. Yeah, first time started in California. 2009. And you were touring a little, you said. So what... Uh, we were like, holy shit, this is because I just remember my experience coming out to California. And even as a kid, I knew I wanted to be in California. And uh, 
in a, when I started going to shows because I started doing my shows and touring in the Northeast. Uh, and, and even just, you know, from a younger age, listening to the Grateful Dead and being into the Grateful Dead, knowing they were from California and they were from San Francisco, like that was it. That's I, That was Mecca to me. I knew I needed to be there someday. Uh, what was that like? Uh, did you just know like, okay, I'm definitely moving here or was that a more gradual process? Um, well, definitely growing up, I had that same kind of feeling where you're like, oh, San Francisco, California, yeah. wasn't as much as about the Grateful Dead at first to me. It was just like, you know, you'd see San Francisco on TV and it's like, you know, you, it just seemed like this really magical place. Like the Golden Gate Bridge was like this very iconic image for me. And the cable um, cars, the steep streets. Yeah. 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 Like I, don't, I just always wanted to go out there and I just kind of felt to California and um, I didn't actually move to California until uh, like 2013, 2014. I remember my move because Further played at the Bill Graham for New Year's. So I came out like oh, a few wow. months. Um, I used to do a lot of like trimming pot um, when I first moved out here. That was like how I made a lot of my money and stuff. So I would come out here, work a little bit, and then I could have some money to go travel or whatever. And so that kind of was how I got started out here. Nice. How did you land in Sonoma County? Um, well, I was kind of like bouncing around. When I first moved out, I lived in Nice, which is like in Lake Ooh. County. Ooh. <laughs> That's a way they don't say no more. <laughs> I, 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 don't, I don't know. I don't want to say anything negative, but you know. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then so That's I... Yeah, I wanted to be in the Bay, like specifically. Um, and so I just kind of like, I was living in my car for a little bit at one point. And, uh, you know, I'd got a job um, like on a farm in Laytonville. And then I saved up some nice. money, and got my first apartment, like ever. That was like my own apartment, just me by myself, you know, um, in Sacramento. In Laytonville? In Sacramento. In Sacramento. Okay. Yeah, and so when I you were in the farm in, in Laytonville, was it was it the hog farm or was it? No, farm? no, I was working for someone like up on okay. Gotcha. What, what part of there. Sacramento? Um, it was kind of near like um, <laughs> it was it was in a weird location because it was like kind of near the ghetto, but also kind of near like the nicer area, you know, like I was in Midtown for like a year and a half. Okay, so. I think it was like. Um, Citrus Heights, I think is what they Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. I was kind of over there. Um, That's nice. But then um, I was supposed to get a job at the Sweetwater. I was like talking to one of the managers, um, wow. but then it, it didn't work out. Um, you know, I don't want to go into too many details, but I sure. didn't end up getting a job. And mm -hmm. uh, so I was in El Cerrito for a little bit. And then, uh, um, and then me and JP met. and. Um, like a few months later, I moved to Santa Rosa with him, okay. and then uh, and then we moved to Petaluma together, and we've been here for like five, six years, I think now. Nice. Okay. Oh. And uh, I guess now is a good time to say congratulations uh, on. Uh, well, I guess not your engagement, right? But setting the date. On setting the date. Yeah. No, we got engaged right before COVID hit, like very early 2020 before like, <laughs> wow. it was like February or March, like, you know, when it was still kind of new, kind of like in denial, like mm -hmm. just another, you know, cause there'd all, been all these viruses that got hyped up, like, you know, like, oh, whatever, it's just not a big deal. And, 
Um, so we got engaged and there's like that initial excitement. And before we even got to the planning stage, it was like pretty clear things were going to be shut down. And so we just kind of like enjoyed, you know, being engaged and weren't in super rush. And for a while we were like, oh, maybe we don't even need to get married. And then we're like, okay, no, we should get married. And so we just set the date. It's fun. Yeah. I mean, it feels did, like we're already married, like the way we live. So yeah, it's like, <laughs> just signing papers. Right? Basically, yeah. Um, yeah, that's what my wife and I did. My wife and I literally, uh, we wanted to be married. I don't remember what the, our reasoning was, but uh, we got engaged. And I think it was uh, almost a year later, almost a year later, we signed the papers and it was on Groundhog Day. And at the time, it was it was last February, so it was two two. We signed the papers, and it was literally like uh, my wife, one of our neighbors, and our, our good friends, <clears throat> uh, also deadheads. This older couple in their mid seventies. They've been seeing shows since like the mid sixties, like Palo Alto, and yeah, they've got some amazing stories. I want to have them on the podcast sometime. But uh, he, he's a minister, right? So he um, he came over. I was getting ready to go to work. My wife was just coming home. My Well, at the time, my fiance was just coming home from work. We signed the papers, hugging a kiss. Okay, see you later. And then I'm out the door and she's just getting home. Right. And then obviously we had a wedding uh, in, in May. So. Okay. That's yeah. cool. Congratulations. I mean, yeah, that was like, right? <laughs> that's awesome. Uh, and we were fortunate. We had uh, David Gans played our, our, our wedding here in Oh, Santa cool. Cruz. Yeah. That was nice. I bet so. that was special. It was very special. Yeah, he's a nice um, guy. He's a very nice guy. Very down to earth, too. He'll be on the podcast uh, here coming up in a few weeks. Oh, cool. Am I your first female guest? You're not. Okay. Uh, you're kidding. not. We've had uh, <laughs> the 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 ladies of Grateful Dead Tarot, so Aaron Cadigan and uh, Elizabeth Jazorski. Uh, they've been on, and they're great. We're trying to finish the post-production on their episode and get that released uh awesome. maybe next week maybe the week after but there's just some things we're trying to clean up uh and we want to get that one out and then brand and i were talking about the other day between like uh now and early april i think we have uh well i guess including the the grateful the tarot women seven females booked that's good that's so, awesome yeah that's awesome yeah. that's good yeah. we want to have a good mix right we want to have some friends and we want to have some younger folks and some older folks and we want to try to keep it interesting, you know? Yeah. Like kind of yeah. everyone's perspective. Totally. Exactly. Yep. yep. So um, can I say something about Erin real quick? She, um, she gave me a reading at school and roses and it was just nice. like such a special experience. I was like crying by the end of it. Um, oh. I highly recommend her readings. Um, yeah. Awesome. Cool. I'll tell her you said that, actually. We were just on the phone with her a little bit this morning. Uh, and she will be at Skull and Roses again this year. Will you be there? I will definitely be there. I'm not sure if I'm going to be vending just because it was it was like really long and hard, you know, out being out there in the dust. And they raised yeah. the price this year. So I'm just not sure, like, if I can afford, <clears throat> like, it's just like a lot of upfront costs because me and JP are it's still expensive. sharing. expensive yeah and so like i wanted to rent an rv so i could be comfortable um right. so with the rv and the booth fee it was just like 
just yeah. I don't, I don't know. It's too much. So I'm like still going to go. I go something. every year, but nice because um, JP's so I I get to go in right. and go with him. Just so we're, um, we just keep mentioning JP, just so we're, we're making it, uh, I guess, clear who JP is in case people are wondering. JP is JP McLean, right? Bass player for JGB uh, and other other acts. I mean, it seems like he's playing around with a lot of people. Yeah, his uh, yeah. main band, you know, is with Melvin, still yeah. JGB, um, but he plays, you know, a lot of people need a bass player. You know, there's so many yeah. guitarists especially in the Bay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he gets called pretty frequently. He's pretty busy. And he also does some like sound editing work and oh, stuff. Nice. He keeps pretty busy. Um, well, and he's great. So, you know, that's awesome too. And we're so blessed. Uh, we're so fortunate in the Bay, right? Like having all these incredible Grateful Dead musicians that all play interchangeably. And, you know, it's uh, really cool to have so many people options and it's like every night of the week you can go somewhere you know between santa cruz and uh sonoma and see a mix of like incredibly talented uh grateful dead musicians and get this super high vibe like show in this tiny little venue it's unreal you know yeah we're pretty blessed out here that's yeah, like yeah I don't really go like travel as much as I used to. Like once I came out to California, I was just kind of like, all right, I'm comfortable here. And you know, the road's hard, but I feel like when you live in California, you still kind of get that like tour experience. Cause you drive mm -hmm. like two hours to go to a show. Or <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like there's lots of vending opportunities and you know, you can, I feel like in California you kind of be feel free, you know, like just to be who you are and, um, especially the bay area yeah oh yeah <laughs> and the extended the extended bay area you know yeah so. i mean it's petaluma and all that. yeah, yeah um, we're pretty grateful to have a pretty good music scene and lots of good musicians that play we so. are terrapin we miss terrapin we do uh you know it, this might be controversial and maybe even a little blasphemous but i feel like um uh, <laughs> something good happened when Terrapin Crossroads closed, mm -hmm. right? Um, like, yes, Terrapin Crossroads is a super special place, and I'm grateful to have seen a number of shows there and to see Phil up close. Like, you can't, I mean, and just pass by him in the restaurant or bar, you know, like, right. like you can't beat that. Uh, but with the dissolving of, of, of Terrapin Crossroads, it kind of forced all these musicians that would sit in and play with Phil, right? Like all these interchangeable musicians to kind of start their own, uh, you know, nights at different places all around the area, right? So, and now they're all working with each other. So it seems, right? Like I notice, you know, whether it's Matt Hartle and friends or Danny Luring has his thing on Wednesday nights at the paper mill saloon or uh you know alex jordan has something going on and you know and all these guys are play, have different lineups mix and match of these all these incredible musicians like it's kind of a cool thing because instead of just one location which again was super special and um, an amazing place uh now it's like we have all these other opportunities all these every day of the week uh all over the place you know so i guess uh making lemonade out of lemons 
Yeah, and I don't wouldn't necessarily say that's like an unpopular opinion. You know, it's just like how you feel about it, and there's definitely merit to that. And you know, all good things come to an end, and Terrapin definitely had a good run. Um, you know, but definitely it had yeah. you know, its downsides there too and stuff. So it's yeah, it's like interesting. You know, we change is like the only constant, right? So we just have to totally progress. Yeah. And I saw that the mystic with it and be super for sale so i was kind of hoping that like oh. maybe someone would come in and do something there oh. like, like hey the mystic theater in petaluma <laughs> yeah oh. they're like it's apparently it's up for sale with the restaurant too mcnear's and oh really? find, yeah they're trying to find people who will like keep putting on concerts kind of keep it like you know kind of how how it is you know it's a really old venue it's been around for yeah. a long time yeah beautiful beautiful theater is iconic right yeah yeah, a destination uh, up in that area for sure. We saw a Bone Thugs in Harmony there. Nice. <laughs> was, nice. Awesome. Like, they were like nice. really on point. I was like, like, is this a track in the background? Are they really like singing or rapping? Like, it just sounded like that polished. I think they were yeah, really they're, they're, they're really good. I mean, all right, I just added another. Uh... Oh, okay. Aw, the doggy. I got a puppy. Meet George. He, he's trying to change positions. Me too, Rosebud. Well, I've got three in here. Rosebud, I got a lab under my feet and a, a Shih Tzu in the corner, and this puppy just wants to keep changing positions. Aww, I love dogs. Yeah, my dog, oh, Rosebud, she, she was a puppy when she went on tour. And oh, <laughs> she, wow. She's a... It's kind of a funny story. One time um, we were at a gas station and there was some people parked next to us, some other people that were on tour. I don't know if we really knew them or we were just kind of chatting. And all of a sudden I'm like, where did my dog go? And, um, and she had jumped in the car. Like, I guess the guy in the passenger seat was like, I didn't know this at the time, but he was like kind of struggling, I guess, maybe like mentally or you know, emotionally or something. And Rosebud went and jumped in his lap and, and was like cuddling <laughs> him. He was like, later I saw him. He was like, your dog saved me in that moment. And he was like, <laughs> yeah, dogs are the best. Yeah. yeah they're seriously. very healing animals. Yeah. We don't deserve them. They're very intuitive too. <laughs> Sometimes I feel like we don't deserve dogs. They're too good for us. <laughs> yeah. Um, they're always happy to see you no matter what. Yeah, dogs rule. So, uh, so I'm interested, uh, I guess I'm curious, you said you started touring in like 2008, 2009. What was that? That was a very different experience then compared to like the bit of touring, you know, that you do now, right? Like uh, whether it's on your own going to different venues or I know sometimes you go out with JP, right? When, when he's touring or maybe just a, a more local shows or like this weekend you were with jp for a few shows right and you did some vending so i'm just curious like how how it differs for you other than the obvious right yeah well um so 2008 i just saw the one show i didn't actually oh okay it was like the bed in greensboro um then further started in 2009 and then it was mostly like 2010 maybe parts of 2011 and then i kind of hopped off for a little while just like personal things going on and uh, Mm. and then but like flash forward to now um like i do a lot of like music festivals and 
you know, I'll go to some local stuff and like when Den Company come around, I'll, you know, I maybe go down to LA or, you know, I went up to the gorge a couple of years ago. That was awesome. And um, yeah, this past weekend I went to Auburn, um, like a rose. It's like a new Jerry Garcia kind of tribute band that's going on. And um, our friend Scott Holbrook has a venue there is actually, um, me and JP actually met at his birthday show like years ago. Um, so yeah, he, he puts on a lot of shows and, um, they have a vending area. So there was like five or six of us and it was like Olivia was there and the story. Yeah. We set up together and Nick, Olivia, Nick was there. Cool. Yeah. Ninja does a silver rabbit designs and, it was cool. We had our like little vendor village, you know, <laughs> and then it's always awesome. Yeah. And then Sunday, I just kind of like went back to my roots and just set up outside the venue, kind of like in the parking lot, like you did that time there. Mm-hmm. Was I that at Felt Music Hall? Better, you know. Did you? Good. Yeah. Well, like um, I wasn't expecting a lot going into it, you know, I know it's like a slow time of year and stuff but i sold a couple of my like higher dollar items like a hoodie oh. and a pair of joggers yeah. like a flannel yeah. so that mm-hmm. definitely <laughs> helps you know you don't need too many sales when they're like bigger items like that yep so. is it that was it felt musical yeah yeah that's challenging there uh well one winter time it gets cold and also it's like there's not yeah, a lot of space cold. so it's like you have to and if it's during well i guess it was during the weekend where was the parking an issue? Because I know it's like you got to kind of wait around for a parking spot just right in front of the venue to open up and uh, you got to be a little strategic about it. But Yeah, well, uh, well, since JP was playing, he always has to get there super early. Um, so when we pulled that up, there's actually two spots. Nice. So I got to, we got to kind of like pick. I was like, I want that oh, one. Cool. And I did a really small setup. It was just like a tiny table in one rack and we kind of like backed up the car a little bit so i had a little bit of space in front of the car mm-hmm. rather than having to be like all on the sidewalk um so that kind of helped but i definitely didn't do my whole big setup you know kind of had to be strategic like okay which items do i want to put out so yeah. that's been a learning experience for for me too is you know uh as i tend to do uh i, I tend to try to go go big i get excited <laughs> about things and i don't right brain is laughing because I, I do it doing i do it for some years now yeah get yeah. excited like oh yeah i want to do this and this and this and this i would do all the things and blah blah, blah. And, uh it, and it's been a learning experience over the past couple of years of uh scaling down and like be realistic right and then like having to to temper it to the space right like a, a very small and whether it's indoor or outdoor that makes a big difference and yeah, how much room you have, right? Like the difference of vending somewhere like the Vets Hall in Santa Cruz uh, or uh, Felton Music Hall, you know, or like compared to like a festival or a show where you have a designated space and more room. And so, yeah, it's definitely been a learning experience for me, for, oh, sure, yeah. for us. For sure. And so. I feel like there's definitely those challenges where like you can go into it having this like plan, like, okay, I'm going to put this here and put that there. And then you get there and you have this like huge tripping hazard in the middle of your booth, like mm-hmm. a big rock or like this huge <laughs> hill or something. And then you're like, oh my God, I don't want anyone to trip. So now I have to like put my table over this huge, you know, whatever hole or whatever. Yeah, I've definitely got some 
booths, like official vending booths where I'm just like, really? Like, this is the spot? Like, <laughs> someone, <laughs> is this safe? You know, like, <laughs> so, like, you definitely have to adapt. That's kind of like the name of the game, you know? And yep. You got to go into it and be flexible. <clears throat> what would you say, just side note, what would you say is the, your number one, like, the, your, how do I say it? Bane of existence when vending was like that one thing that like, Try not to give away too much because I know what mine is. Uh, you know, like one thing when vending, like, oh man, this, like for me, it's wind, right? Oh, yeah. Like there's no stopping the wind, even worse than rain. Like you can prep for rain, right? And like you can keep rain out mostly, but wind, especially Dreadful with wind and rain, right? Yeah, yeah, especially with like clothes, right? Or t shirts or, you know, other clothes, the wind blowing them all around. And it's just, oh. And there's just no stopping the wind. You just have to surrender, you know, like it's, yeah. Yeah. My um, pop-up definitely broke at shoreline once from the wind, but luckily it was at the end of the weekend, like almost right before it was time to pack up anyway. So, like, but I still yeah. haven't gotten like weights. I have the stakes, but if it's like, uh, you can't put stakes in the ground, then I, you know, luckily I haven't had the weights problem. The yeah. weights help. I mean, last year, when I was at Riverbend with our other friend, James, we're sitting there, it was like a hundred degrees in the Midwest with humidity as well. But then the storm came, the tree branches were falling out of these trees. Oh. Tents were getting torn pop and thrown. Flying yeah, pop-ups were flying. <laughs> All these dumpsters were oh, full man. of people's pop-ups that were like literally broken in half. We were man. holding on to dear life with the top pop, two pop-ups dropped. It's just like, oh, it was insanity. Where was this? Yeah, it's, this was in Cincinnati, Riverbend. Oh, okay. For Den Company? Yeah, for Den Company last year. And then, you know, of course, City Field last year. Yeah, you, you heard about that, I'm sure, right? Uh, my Rose, what happened the second night at City Field for Den Company? That's the Great Flood? That was the Great Flood. Yes. We were <laughs> yeah. in I saw the videos. I wasn't there, but I saw a lot of uh, videos and heard different uh, stories and... Yeah, we have some funny photos and, and videos. Our our booth where it was set up was like almost the like the pinnacle zero. Of where yeah, ground zero, right? <laughs> like we were in knee high water in our entire booth and all we got smart and all of our stuff is in plastic tubs, right? Uh but I mean they were floating and our tubs were <laughs> stacked. So it was like stacks of plastic tubs filled with shirts. And we've got uh, Aaron Cadigan and her husband Martin uh, in the They're booth with us, it. helping us. And these two girls that were customers, these two sweetheart, young, big teenage girls, that were just in there when the downpour started, trying to help us hold stuff down too. It was, yeah, it was comical. And then you know we have two ten by ten pop ups right next to each other. So then the rain is pooling into the center, you know, right in between where the two pop ups meet. But there's an opening there, so. It's just coming down like uh. a river in the middle. Oh, it was, oh. I mean, all we could do is laugh. Like, what are you going to do? Yeah, you just got to ride the wave, you know? Yeah. But, you know, I will say, uh, and I'm sure you can relate to this, uh, Mother Nature can be uh, brutal and uncooperative, to say the least. Uh, but there really is nothing like, for me anyways, there, there's nothing like being somewhere like a festival, especially where you're, you know, you're able to kick back. The weather's nice. You're in a great spot, super high vibe, like days between, right? Like didn't make very oh, much yeah. money, but what a great time that was. The music was absolutely incredible. Uh, the weather was great. It was a little hot, but 
Uh, yeah, I had a great back. booth. We both had great spots for that. Yeah, yeah. It's Seeing this amazing music. <laughs> yeah. I mean, what do you, I mean, where else would you rather be, you know? Yeah. I you even had like my hangout spot, kind of. Yeah, totally. And you get people coming in and shopping when they do. And, you know, so, I mean, it beats sitting in an office, I guess. Right. Yeah. I don't yeah. think I ever answered your question. I don't know if I really have like one thing that really bugs me vending. There's lots of little things, you know, that I've learned to deal with over the years. One thing that kind of like irks me sometimes is when people like stand in front of my stuff and like block it. Mm -hmm. So people mm -hmm. can't yeah. shop. Because mm -hmm. a lot of times shoppers, people like, I don't want to say people are lazy, but like, if it's not easy, a lot of times people will just be like, forget it. Like if it's too difficult, like unless they're like, really committed to like wanting to look at it, they might just keep walking. So I feel like sometimes with like running a booth, you're also like directing traffic. Like I always like I create this little kind of hangout area. So if people are like standing too long, I have to like politely be like, hey, like what do you mind coming over, standing over here? Like you're mm -hmm. kind of blocking my stuff. You know, mm -hmm. it's like people can't most people they understand and they don't really like totally. even realize that they're doing it, you know. So it's like um, you know, you have to be very diplomatic. I feel like you do. Yep. A lot of stuff going on from like all angles. People like, how much is this? What's this? Blah, blah, blah. And you're just like, you know, you have to really like wear a lot of hats and just be on top yes. of your feet. Totally. And especially dealing with people who are just hanging out and they're having fun and they're, you know, having conversations with each other and they're inebriated and they're standing right in front of your booth and you're wanting people <laughs> to shop. It's like, yeah, it's a delicate mirror. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah and they put the drink that's James. The yeah, James yep. is like, yep. uh, get your drink off the table. <laughs> I try to be. I try to be nice. I know. About it. I, know. I, I, I do. So annoying. So annoying. Like you're gonna set your your uh, condensation beer down on my tie dye uh, tablecloth, right? Like that could spill over my table. Yeah. I try to be nice about. it. It does it wears on me and i get annoyed and sometimes i'll just won't say anything they'll set it down i'll immediately pick it up and just immediately and just hand it right back to them oh really like, <laughs> that's a good trick i should try that <laughs> sometimes if i'm in a good mood or i'm coughing caffeinated enough or i have food in my stomach <laughs> or it's early enough in the day i'd be like hey yeah, do me a favor can we just set this over here like i'll be really nice about it yeah do you mind like right Sometimes and then until the show starts, it's like, here is your drink. Yeah. Get it off the table. My, sometimes my patience is here. about here, though. Yeah. <laughs> are you no, serious? Get rid of it. <laughs> what are you thinking? Spilled my own drink on my, like, we were on an angle. Uh, uh, and I, like, made a mistake. I put it down and was like, oh, it'll be fine. And then, of course, it's, like, spilled all, like, so I've seen it, like, happen. And it was, like, my own fault. So that's why uh, I'm just, <laughs> Can't be mad at anybody but yourself. Oh. <laughs> Well, that's what I was going to say earlier, too, uh, when I started that whole Skull and Roses thing. This year, uh, Aaron will, Aaron is going to share, uh, sorry, Grateful Dead Tarot is going to share part of our booth. So there's going to be like a little door to the back of our booth, and Aaron will be back there doing um, some readings back there. Uh -huh. So that'll be cool. Yeah. And we'll have some signage out front. So, uh, and then when we did our episodes, they did a reading for us uh, that was really killer. So I, I'm really excited for that episode to come out because that was a lot of fun. And they're just great. And, and you know, they were great to talk to. And so I'm stoked for that one to come out. That was a lot of fun to do. So, yeah, I can't wait uh, to listen to it. I listened to the first one with Blake. And with then Blake, I listened to right part on. of the second one um, with, was it David? What, Randy. What was it Randy. 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 Yep. Uh, 
Yeah. I got a shirt from them like last year that I really love. Um, it says, I know we'll be there soon. And it's like some oh, nice. turtles. It's like another one of those undercover mm-hmm. dead mm-hmm. shirts. Um, I like to wear it when I like fly. Cause it's kind of like when you go on an airplane, it's like, uh, <laughs> yeah. and then it's yeah. like, you know, a black t-shirt. So it kind of looks kind of undercover for being at the airport. <laughs> Nice. That's funny you say that. Um, I don't know who, I don't remember their names. Uh, I, and I bought one shirt years ago before I even started vending shows. Um, but I have this shirt that, that says Home. You may have maybe have seen it. I saw them on tour a couple years ago in Deer Creek, there, so next to me. But it says Home across the chest, and there's a pull through the O. Uh, and then the back says Mama, Mama, many worlds I've come since I first left home. And I love that shirt. And uh, so I had that for some years now. And then two years ago at Deer Creek, I bought another one from them. It's the same thing, but it says life instead mm-hmm. of home. Uh, and I think the I is a bolt. And I don't remember what it says on the back, but as corny as this sounds, uh, when my now almost 16 month old daughter was born, I guess two uh, Octobers ago, I planned when my wife went into labor, I planned the shirts that I was going to wear. So when my, my, when my daughter was born, the shirt you were wearing like the hospital. Yeah. Yeah. So when she was born, (laughs) when I was born or when she was born, I was made sure that I uh, was wearing the home shirt as a like welcome home. Right. When she was first born. And then I think later that day I changed into the life Okay. Like new life. Very literal. I know it's corny, but you know, and I I wanted to, I know it's, I wanted to have dads do those things. Don't you get it? Don't you see symbolism here? You got to understand, kid, you're being born into something here. (laughs) There's no escape, right? Yeah. Yeah. And I think it worked because whenever the Grateful Dead are playing or Jerry Band are playing, she like starts dancing and it's the cutest thing. Now. I know. Soon so she, it'll be like, I want Taylor Swift. And, oh, yeah. yeah. That's you what know, I deal with. That's fine. As long as she Looks likes good. music. Yeah. yeah. You know, as long as she likes music. And, you know, I just, I want to give her that opportunity to have music in her life a, a yeah. lot. You know, so. That's um, good. Okay. Let's talk about how did you get into tie dyeing? Because uh, you, you seem to have your own, like, very distinct style, right? Like, uh, Maybe it's part of your personality that comes out in your dye choices or your patterns or technique or colorings, but you seem to have your, like, I can look at something for the most part and be like Melrose, that's a Melrose dye, you know? Yeah. So, um, I actually, um, got a mentorship, like an in- internship, sorry, internship with the Jaminon brothers and oh, know, like right. Jammin, Jeremy yep. Strubble, Paul Wagmore. Yep. Um, so they actually taught me how to tie dye. Um, so I worked for them for about two years, like the first two years. Um, and their, their friend David at the time was working there too. I learned a lot from like the four of them, um, just, you know, taught me a lot and they always kind of like, um, encouraged me to find my own style. You know, they like to say like, we're, you know, we're teaching you how to play improvisational jazz, but first you need to learn how to play jazz. So they like taught me a lot of the fundamentals um, so I worked for them for two years and, uh, when I got into tie dye, it just really clicked. Um, like I was already pursuing art, um, since I was young, art's been a passion of mine. I painted and did drawings. I 
made some like patches at one point, like embroidery patches. And, <clears throat> and then I was like really trying to get into the poster game. You know, I'd made a few posters and sold them, sold them at shows. And, um, and the screen, pr screen printed posters. Um, no, they weren't screen printed. Okay. I was still, I'm not very great with like computer arts. Like I tried yeah. graphic design for a little bit, but something about just like having the computer in between um, you and the art was just like really hard for me. Like I'm a very hands-on. Yeah. Um, so when I got into when I, to tie-dyeing, it just really like, just kind of like clicked. Like, cause it, it's very similar in a way to painting, you know, it's just like clothing is instead of the canvas, it's clothing and the dyes like <clears throat> they mix a little differently, but it's a very three dimensional, uh, uh, like to go with a painting analogy, right? Cause you're like, you have the, the, the garment folded and tied. And, and when you're painting, you're, you're, are you picturing the, as you're squeezing the bottles, you're painting, you're picturing it like seeping into the shirt, into the fold. Right. So it's, instead of just going onto a canvas, it's kind of, am I explaining that? Well, you definitely have to like, like with paintings, you can keep tweaking it as much as you like. Like you can like yeah. keep adjusting it with tie dye. It's not as much like that. You can like kind of try to fix it later. Um, but yeah, you're forgiving. Yeah, well, yeah, you have to like visualize a lot of like what you're doing. But you know, everything I make, I tie and I dye it all individually. Everything's handmade, and it's still just me making it all. Like. Mm -hmm tried to bring in like a helper but i haven't really you have a bunch of you don't have a bunch of elves uh no i wish <laughs> i could use an assistant or two also <laughs> right like i have some people that help me vending and every once in a while i have someone come over and make colors and um but i haven't really taught like anyone yet too much like um but yeah i'm like tying everything and dyeing it and um sorry i forgot it's a lot that. of work it's yeah. a ton of work. It's a lot of work. Um, but I love it. Love. Yeah, yeah, I love it. Um, but yeah, like what I was saying was like with drawing and posters, like it always felt like I was like kind of struggling. Like I made a couple really great posters that I'm really proud of. They were um, ink drawings and oh, then nice. with watercolor. And then I would, so I'd have to like take a picture of them. Um, but it was like, yeah, it was just like kind of challenging. And then with tie dye, it just like clicked. Like I felt like, oh my God, I finally found, you know, my niche and like where I fit in and this, you know, cause I knew art was something that I was like meant to do, but I didn't know exactly like where that art or what form of art. And, but when I got into tie dye, it was like, okay, you know, just, wow. just it's like, easy. yeah. Yeah. Cool. Love when that happens. I'm still, I'm still waiting for mine to happen. <laughs> <laughs> still You're putting out um, some cool stuff. So, yeah. Uh, I mean, it's not my art. They're, they're usually my ideas. Uh, and knowing that I don't have any artistic talent, uh, you know, I don't have an artistic bone in my body. Uh, it gives me the opportunity to work with artists uh, that I that I like, right? I like their art, that we like their art, right? So yeah. uh, I might have the idea and then I get interpretations from these artists that I, that we like or admire, you know, so uh, one degree of separation, maybe or half, half a degree of separation. Um, okay, cool. So uh, again, big things coming, right? This is a big year. I know you don't, you don't 
typically do a lot of uh, shows and you say you're not really doing much traveling outside of the state. Uh, do you have any plans for Dead & Company final tour summer 2023 outside of L.A.? Or are you just going to kind of um, L.A., maybe Phoenix? Aren't they playing at the Gorge? They are playing yeah. the Gorge. Yeah, I'm yeah. definitely going to try to do that one and L.A. Okay, cool. and... Uh, San Francisco. I'm going to be at the San Francisco shows. I don't have any tickets. Everything was like so crazy and expensive. And mm -hmm. I feel like there's going to be a ticket there for me. I'm sure there will. Yeah. <laughs> where where do we where do we think we're going to be in San Francisco? Because down That's in that area, I, I keep thinking about it. And when I was in Miami, I ran into this guy wearing one of our shirts on South Beach. And he was from San Jose, and he's going to the shows in the city. And he's like, "Where are you guys going to set up? What's going to happen?" Oh, and so I was I, like, I, "Do you guys anyone have any any idea? Like, what what were we going to do?" Um. So they had a show there. Dead and Company has actually played there for the um, fire benefit. It yeah, was like mm. fire benefit, and um. I don't really remember seeing Shakedown, really. Like, there might have been some... I mean, I'm sure we'll figure out a way. It's kind of like a weird parking lot. It is. Third, is it 3rd yeah. Street? 3rd Street, and then you go right out there. I mean, I could see us putting way out there by the bridge, like that one bridge that comes up. Yeah, I'm not is really that too. Sure. That's too far from the ballpark. To, like, figure it out, too. But the parking, like, if you don't get there early, you're going to get stuck, like, in a long line of traffic. Like, the way... Yeah. You know, yeah. it's set up there. Um, so I think last time I went with someone, I actually caught a ride with someone, so I didn't have to drive. Like, and um, they parked in the parking lot, and I don't really remember there being like a shakedown for that. Yeah, you know, I, I know there will be a up, <laughs> just wait for will. Like older so, heads yeah. to get out. You know, people will be there yeah. and. They'll figure it out. <laughs> we'll figure it out one way or another. It's the last three shows. Like it, it'll get figured yeah. out. I mean, the city will know that you know this. So yeah, yeah. I know for like the forty thousand person venue. So I can't really imagine. Do you really think there's gonna be like forty thousand people there? I mean, yeah, it's sold out. A lot of tickets floating around. There yeah. will be. There always are. Um, I do feel like the, these will be very crowded shows uh, for sure. But there's always tickets. You know, it's not. This isn't. This isn't the Grateful Dead, you know, in uh, the last, the 94, 95, right? Where they were playing giant stadiums and, you know, uh, tickets were sometimes hard to come by. But there is a lot of hype and there's been a lot of, I mean, they started the hype early. They announced the tour super early this year, right? So there's even more time and a lot of places are sold out. Yeah, so we'll see I, you know whatever i'm sure you'll have no problem getting a ticket and there will be tickets and again it's your, the energy you put out there right yeah so. for sure it's <laughs> just so sometimes when you're vending it's like hard to look for a ticket to yeah. put a yeah. sign at your booth and sometimes you get lucky but sometimes you just need to be out there by the door like ready yeah. you know or have friends you know like hey i'm looking for a ticket if you come across one you know I, i've had yeah. friends so uh, if anyone uh, is out there listening yeah, i need tickets totally <laughs> Totally. Yeah, I'll there you go. I love trading die-dye <laughs> for, for things I want. <laughs> you know, you ever get those people that ask you to trade? What... It's like not something you want. And then you have to be like, I do it sometimes just to be in the spirit of trading, right? And like, I have to get out of the, uh, like, if I'm not doing well and I start getting fearful about money, I don't like that mindset. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I, I and it, it doesn't feel in the spirit of 
uh, Grateful Dead shows, right, that are ideal in an ideal sense for me. I'll just say that, you know. So I try to be, I try to remain generous and I try to, you know, stoke people out. Because I remember being, a, you know, a, a teenager and going to shows and not having a lot of money and, you know, being really uh, turned on about the whole barter thing, right? And people being open to that. And so even if it's something I don't want or need, I, you know, I try to, I try to mostly be open to it, but sometimes I just got to say no, you know, yeah. like, sorry, I'm not interested. I'm just not. I think it depends on your financial situation too, at the time. Like if I'm in a really good mood and I've been making lots mm -hmm. of sales and it's like the end of the weekend, you know, I'm more likely to be like, yeah, you know, and, but if someone asked me like the first day of a festival, I've like, haven't even made my money back yet. I'm like, I don't know, you know, come back the weekend and see, <laughs> unless it's something I'm like, I really want that, totally. you know? I'm also really inclined uh, to get more annoyed with, we all know who that person is, right? I just mean in general, uh, that wants to give you a hard time about your prices. Uh, right? Yeah. right. And they come back and back and back. Are you ready to do 35? You ready to do this? Yeah, you've been hanging at my booth and I've, you know, uh, your for hours really now. Too, so I don't see how. Oh, they beat us down. They'll beat you down until like. Some places are worse than others. New York City, I feel like that's just part of New York City mentality. You know, like city yeah. field shows are rough, but I mean, whatever. Some people are worse than others. You know, some people are really well, whatever. We don't need to go on and on about that, but you know, depending on yeah financial situation, how we've been doing sales wise, mood, depending on all the things, right? That but that that person will get to me <laughs> sometimes <laughs> like come on man it, like, i just you like don't try to remind that. them that i make it all it's all handmade and i like i'm like i select really nice quality blanks I'm like you can go buy some cheap clothes and throw them away in a year or two or you can buy something that's going to last you like your life yeah. if you want it to you know yeah so, totally. like, same like, look, built look, like there's eight colors in this design it's a high quality shirt you know like look we're small family business you know like all those things but sometimes yeah most people do i agree bit. yeah oh. but there's those 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 few but anyway uh okay cool so festivals uh i know you you do a lot of festivals um so if not uh too much of the final tour do you have uh plans in place for for this coming spring summer well i mean i'm still like applying to places and waiting to hear back um i'm hoping to be vending at the hog from hideaway um, nice i applied i'm pretty sure that i'll get in you know yeah. they had my picture on their website for like a couple of days like on the vendor area it's not there anymore but mm -hmm. i'm like well if they're gonna use my photo then maybe they'll they should accept me but you know until i'm like <laughs> officially accepted i'm not like you know, um, and then I've just been applying for other stuff and still kind of like seeing some of the deadlines haven't really happened yet. So, um, yeah, yeah I'm definitely, um, the Redwood mountain fair did that one last yeah. year. Uh, Santa Cruz mountains. That already that one, you Is pay that a good one? so I think you get, you get in when you pay up front, <laughs> you oh, know, cool. okay. when you send in your application and you pay at, when you apply, usually like those ones you get into most of the time, I think. Right. Well, that's what are they can do? Send your money back and say sorry. <laughs> right. It's like you already took my money. So yeah, um, yeah, I did pretty good there last year because the booth fee is really affordable. Um, you know, and it's just like a good vibe there. The 
The the downside is that they don't have great Wi-Fi. So it's mm. like you know, in this digital age, it's really hard. Mm. Like you need to have a strong Wi-Fi connection to make a lot of those sales. Um, yeah. That part was kind of challenging. Like, you know, I had a little bit of a connection, but it was like definitely people waiting. Like, you know, sorry. Hold on. Like, <laughs> Especially when you're like stoked that you're busy and you're like, yeah, that's hard to. Yeah. And then you have tech technology problems mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah the credit card mm-hmm. process is mm-hmm. spinning you're just like oh great my card readers have been doing this thing recently where if i haven't used it in a while it like falls asleep and then it says wake card reader and like the person's waiting <laughs> i'm trying to run there and i'm like it looks like it's on but it says like wake reader yeah, and press like, the button hold it again and then yeah <laughs> oh my god you know what festival i really liked was the uh, one day ain't necessarily dead fest in auburn yeah, that's a good one. Uh, that is a good one. I like that one. I'm looking forward to hopefully doing that one again. We um we haven't really started mapping out our our festival plans because that's our plan too, right? Is uh until they announce the final tour, we're like, okay, no more tour. Doesn't make sense for us as a business and as you know, uh, men in our upper forties, right, with families. Uh, it doesn't really make sense for us to be out on tour unless we were making like triple the money that we're making, which we're not. Um, Let's stick closer to home and try to do more festivals, you know? And as you know, Melrose, we have lots of great festival options out here in California. Oh yeah. And there's some good ones out, you know, by Brandon also. uh, Yeah, there's a lot. There's actually quite a bit. Yeah. Dark Star Jubilee is not too far from Yeah. Dark Star Jubilee is right up the road. He's in, he's in Cincinnati. Oh, okay. So yeah. So he's in Ohio. So are you near where that train spill just happened? No, that that's way that's way over on Pennsylvania. I'm almost on the border of Indianapolis, Indiana. So it's just yeah. I mean, I lived in California for years. I used to live in San Francisco with James, so I know all these these areas you guys are talking about. But yeah, I mean, and he comes a lot out to Santa Cruz every every. Yeah, my I have, have in laws that live in Santa Cruz. Okay. So so I'm out there a lot, but it's just uh yeah. I think I think. The great thing with James and I too is just like I'm out here, he's out there. So when a lot of this tour stuff dies down, we've got both sides covered for the most part, you know. But that also means double the everything that we need and shipping a lot. Yeah, of things it's everything's back and forth, back and, and, forth and, yeah. and here we go, you know. So it's it's a you guys challenge. Gonna do the tour, like the full tour, or not the full yeah, tour, yeah. but we'll a, do a lot of it, a good amount of it. Um, so that's why we haven't really started mapping out our festival uh, <clears throat> plan yet, but that's something we need to start talking about for sure. We've just been so busy with so many other things, but you know, yeah, we're going to do, uh, to go. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's the last, it's the last hurrah, you know what I mean? And uh, it's been good for us, even if sales aren't always great and sometimes they're good and, you know, but it's a lot of work. It's a lot of driving uh, it's mostly me by myself. So it's a, you know, a lot of, hard. not a lot of sleep it and it's a lot of setup and breakdown and, you know, it's just, it, it, yeah. And, and rain and, you know, whatever. Anyway, yeah. uh, I enjoy it. I, I really do. It's, it's hard to be away from my family, but I, I enjoy it at the same time. I've got that adventure bug in me, you know, and always have, but, uh, and it's nice to do it uh, responsibly and sober, right? As opposed to how I did it when I was younger. And I'm glad I got to do that <laughs> younger, out of control. That would be a different know. experience for me now, too. Yeah. But, but yeah. yeah. I'm just uh, afraid that, like, uh, you know, because I would still have to pay rent while I'm gone. So it's like, 
you yeah. know, it's California's expensive. It's, you know, stay know. out here. It's like, and I'm working my yeah, business. Yeah, it's, it's like super expensive. If I leave, you know, no one's here to like make anything. So it's like, right. I like it here. You know? Well, you're in a good spot. I, I, I love Sonoma County, Marin, Sonoma. Um, but if Santa we. Cruz is beautiful though. Santa Cruz is you're in beautiful. Santa Cruz, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, the beach. Yeah, I'm in I know. Yeah, we're two blocks from the beach, which is pretty great. And we have a lake in our backyard. Like it's pretty awesome. yeah, we're fortunate. But um but yeah, you so go we're gonna do in the ocean though. Is it ever warm enough? <laughs> <laughs> I don't ever go swimming. Uh I surf you know in the ocean with a wetsuit, obviously, okay. but yeah, but I have no desire to go swimming in there. It's never warm yeah. enough. That. That's like the so, main thing I miss from like <clears throat> You know, growing up in Charleston, South Carolina, we went to the beach. Oh, it's beautiful. All the time. So warm. Yeah. That's like the one Isle thing. Isle of Palm. You go to Isle of Palm and all those Oh, yeah. That was right our there. beach that we went to. Mount it's Pleasant, super nice. Where yeah. From. And they have the poorhouse there. It's like a really awesome venue. Um, yeah. I actually had a mural that I painted there. That they had. A oh, little, really? Like, oh, and they kept it up for like three or four years, which... That's like, awesome. I felt so, you know, proud because they covered a lot of them up like once a year and had a new contest, but they like left that one up for a while. So I was like, well, when did you, li- when did you leave Charleston again? You said you left in what, 2010? Uh, two- well, I mean, I left a few times and like went back, but the last time I was there was like 2013. Did you know uh, there was a grocery store downtown area called Caviar and Bananas? That's a Did great you name. hear of that? Uh, no. My <laughs> wife's good friends from high school and her husband, they were in New York and they'd moved down back into that area and they started this restaurant. Oh, cool. Well, it's more like a grocery store, kind of like a, like a little Whole Foods, but it was like all these different types of food vendors in there and it was called Caviar and Bananas. But it was like this um, huge thing in Charleston. I actually used to work at Earth Fair, the grocery store. Oh, really? I don't know. <laughs> it was like an alternative to Whole Foods, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, Charleston's did, beautiful. Didn't Bobby and Wolf Brothers just play in Charleston? Or am I making that up? No, I, I think just, no, they just played yeah. in it. Well, they did just play in Atlanta Symphony, but I think before that, I think I they think played it was. in Charleston I think recently. They played at that one venue that's like notorious for like people getting busted in the lot. Oh, like God, that one yeah. venue, like Widespread Panic would play there a lot. And I just remember like, one point seeing this like it was like this older dready lady being like taken away in handcuffs and she just looked like like this good family person uh, and i was just like it was just kind of like you just be like anyone who goes there i feel like just be careful when you're in that yeah, lot sketchy. <laughs> in particular tennessee's a, tennessee's a little rough too i remember being at the pyramid shows in 94 and they were just ripping people Memphis. out for se- yeah for selling grilled cheese they give a vendor's permit I mean, they're riding down the parking lot aisles on motorcycles, going like super fast. It was like they were, they yeah, were out of control. In the south, <laughs> parts of it. Yeah. yeah. I just read Nordy's book. Uh, have you read that? Uh, Torhead. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't have it right here, but uh, I'm going to keep plugging his book because it was awesome, and I love reading. It's good. It. I was reading some of it last night. Yeah. And he, we, we're going to have him on the podcast next week. So I'm super stoked to cool. talk with him and. Uh, I mean, just, you know, life of being on the road, you know, following the Grateful Dead, it just is, you know, all the pictures or all the stories you can picture in your head. It's, you know, it's great. But he talks about that specifically, like Virginia, you know, but yeah, the South, like, it's just brutal, just harsh. You you really got to watch your back in the South, whatever you're doing. That's like part of 
one of the reasons there's lots of reasons why I left, but like California, you definitely feel like you can just walk around and, you know, wear rainbows and nobody's going to like, (laughs) especially Northern California, be yourself, be easy. Uh, so, so yeah, just kind of back to real quick to festivals. Festivals seems to be more, more our speed, right? Like I, I get it set up one time, post up for a few days, hang out, right? And then and see great music and then, you know, break down and go home. You know, yeah, that way we don't have to be it. away from our families for too long. And I mean, it's great for you. You know, J, JP plays a lot of these festivals, so you guys get to hang out. Like, that's rad. Like, that's a killer yeah. situation, you know? That was fun, um, that date between. Sometimes he's at different, you know, festivals and stuff. We're not always, like, working at the same time, but um, right. it's really that awesome. doesn't happen all, all the time. No, yeah. no, not always. Um, but that's 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 the kind of the direction that we're wanting to head to, right? Like for in person, uh, in person vending instead of doing tour. Tour is just too much. But how could we resist the final tour, right? So we're going to yeah. do LA. We're going to hop off and then uh, do Chicago on through the last of the show. So one last final hurrah for the yeah. road, and then stick to festivals but I'm, i mean i might um, change my mind and go i don't know i'd have to like rent a car or something you know i don't have to get it all out there i don't know if i would rent one and then drive out or i would you know fly with this merch and the, i don't know it'd be like a lot of planning a lot of planning that goes on we're, we're you know almost daily talking about it figuring it out having to do research we're going to rent a, a van that's going to be thousands of dollars you know right uh the past two summers we've been able to use my van uh, which has been great, but God, that thing is that it's like fifteen, twelve miles a gallon of gas. It's just we just drove. Uh, my wife and I and our my daughter, and my mom was out here visiting. We drove down from Santa Cruz to Palm Springs for a week, and round trip, I think we spent around five hundred dollars in gas. Damn. especially out just there, to, just to Palm Springs. Yeah, what's going up? Yeah, it's crazy. Uh, okay, I want to be mindful of time. Uh, I do have, I do have a list of questions that I like to ask every guest. <laughs> Excuse me. Some of them, some of them are the same. Uh, you may have, you may remember from listening to the episode with Blake. Some of the questions are the same. Some of them I change up just to keep it fresh. Some of them I tailor a little bit to uh, uh, to the guest on the show when I have the time and I'm able, right? And things are clear. Um, so they're just meant to be fun questions right quick answers or feel free to expound uh, you know if if you like um before we get to that uh anything else you want to share any shout outs anybody you want to mention um and then can you share with us if you have a crazy lot story from any kind of show or something that's just like this was wild or this was crazy or this was awesome or this was total banana and i can't believe this happened anything that stands out yeah well, you know, I um, did want to give a shout out to some of my lady friends. Um, I don't really feel like I had like a genuine, real, like female friendship until the Grateful Dead scene. You know, nice. when I was a mm-hmm. younger, a lot of my friends were just like kind of picked on me and, you know, weren't really like, you know, the kindest people. Mm-hmm. So it's like definitely in the scene, like getting that sense of community um, and friendship. and. Um, that's something I really value. Um, and then, yeah, I've got a lot of vendor friends, you know, I always tried to make friends with the vendors. 
a light sound dimension. They did one of my first t-shirt designs I made. I like did a drawing from like Death Don't Have No Mercy and Jeff, Ooh, nice. like I, did, I just gave him this like very basic sketch and he made this like really awesome image out of it. Um, they actually, their, their booth got the tree fell on it. Remember days between oh, that was like right I next do to the remember market. that. The branch. Yes. <laughs> yeah, that was like, them. Yeah. I don't think I realized that was them. <laughs> and then like, wow. that's crazy. Next to them too. I don't remember the company name. That was like another, um, tie dye company. And like, it kind of hit their booth a little bit too. So that was, that was crazy. That, that was, <laughs> that was wild. Yeah. I remember the, all that commotion. My friend Benet was helping and, um, Olivia, Endless Tour Designs. She's like Olivia. a good friend. Olivia is awesome. <laughs> We're big fans of Olivia. Yeah, yep. she would be a cool guest too. She would. We, then, we, got a, we got a list, believe me. We got a right? list. Um, uh, and then right, also like, obviously the Jammin' Brothers for teaching me how to tie-dye. Um, right I wouldn't on. really know how to tie-dye if it wasn't for them. Um, and then uh, one story I kind of wanted to share was um, just kind of like the kindness about deadheads. Um, so when I was younger, I like, you know, we would kind of like sneak in and do a lot of shows and st stuff because we were broke. And I remember we were at this show, I think it was in Florida. And um, my friends were kind of like looking at the venue, kind of like, okay, how are we going to do this? Like, what's our angle? And then all of a sudden, this like drunk person out of nowhere just like starts running to try to sneak in with this like drink in their hand. <laughs> and they're just like super obvious trying to sneak in. And so all the security like goes after that guy. And then we're like, oh my God, this is our moment. And then we all just like run in. And like my, my uh, purse got caught on the fence. And I was like, should I leave it? And I was like, wait, no, I need it. <laughs> and I like, and that, oh my God. That show actually at the end of the night, like I put my jacket down somewhere, and when I got I it, you, you had to sorry, you, you had to make a split decision: do I leave my purse and, <laughs> and go in and see the show, or do I get my purse that has my like life's belongings? <laughs> right? Like, what's more important, the show or my purse? I, I love it. I mean, awesome. Yeah, but then like okay, I had wristband, so I had to like stay in the whole time. But anyway, the back like to the <laughs> kindness part. Um, at the end of the show, like I left my jacket somewhere, and I get there, and this guy, like I've never even met before, was like guarding my jacket. He said that someone, yeah, like I guess someone was like tried to take my jacket. Like someone was like, "Oh, is that your jacket?" And he's like, "No." And then they went to grab it, and he's like, "Wait, it's not your jacket, is it?" And they are like. So he stood there and like waited for me to like get back to my jacket and like me. He's like, when I oh, came nice. back, your jacket, right? And I'm like, yeah. And he, he told me the whole story. And I'm just like, it's like someone I, I don't know, shout out to if you remember me or. Who right you are. <laughs> I was like, we're, we're, we're mostly a, a, we're mostly good peeps in our tribe, right? Yeah. Right on. Um, okay, cool. Thank you for that. <clears throat> Excuse me. Like, I hope I didn't forget anyone with the shout out. Um, I'm sure you. I'm sure you did. I'm sure Everybody I did. Everybody always does. Mad at me and. <laughs> Why didn't you mention? Uh, you know what you can do, and uh, Madu Madu did this uh, yesterday. He texted me after. He's like, "Oh, I forgot to mention so and so and so and so." Um, we'll go ahead and when we when we do our like closing uh, uh, post production, we'll go ahead and make sure that they get the shout out and the love if you want. Okay. So if you think of anybody. Okay. Uh, this guy, Trent, he um, gave me some stickers when I was like new on tour. I was like, here, kid, make some money. Nice. And like, you know, did you see the I Miss Jerry stickers? It was like originally a kid's drawing. I mean, he had some like oh, stickers, but 
um, like he, he kind of like got introduced me to like selling like merch on lot. Like he just gifted me stickers at first and then I sold them. And then once I like sold some, I went back and like bought more from him and sold them. And so I like to imagine he's still giving me stickers to get started, you know? Well, I I used to sell like beer and water on lot really um, before I sold merch. Good hustle too. I, I have a, uh, I have friends that are fairly successful. Um, thinking of one friend in particular, fairly successful in life. And that's just how he tours is selling beer and he's sober. He's like seven years sober. Oh, that's how you make sober. money. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. You're not making and, any. <laughs> and he sells beers every show and he kills it. He makes tons of money and he, you know, makes it from show to show and puts some money in his pocket. And yeah. So it's a good I, gig if you can get it right. My friend, Michelle, um, Michelle, we do a lot of um, collaborations together. Um, the Good Witch, Vermont, oh, you know, I, um, Blanks That I Die. Good Witch out of Vermont. You know what's funny? Uh, sorry to keep interrupting you. Oh, um, no, I'm just thinking of people. I like don't want to leave you know, anyone. Facebook, it says, like, people you may know. There's this person that uh, comes up in, you know, their profile picture, whatever. And they're, it's Mission Rain is the person's name, I believe. And it's this woman standing in front of a booth. And every time I'm like, that looks like Melrose. I'm like, that looks like Melrose. She's probably wearing maybe some of your dyes. Yeah, that's my friend uh, Michelle. I, She's awesome. Right on. We that's were funny. I, I don't... Roses. Okay. Yeah, you funny, I don't know her, but I would see that. <laughs> and I, I'm like, I had no idea that you guys were friends. But every time I see him, I'm like, that looks like Melrose. Oh, that's funny. Anyway. Yeah, she's a good friend. She's actually teaching now at a school and their um, mascot is like the turtle. So she has all this like Terrapin turtle stuff. She's like incorporating into the classroom and stuff. That's, <laughs> that's awesome. awesome. Perfect. Okay. Uh, oh, I also want to mention too, you know, I know we've been talking for a while and we still got to figure out a way uh, to collaborate uh, on on something somehow, some way. But yeah, we'll, uh, I would love we'll, to. Yeah, we'll have to figure that out. Then. Um, I have something too. I'll talk to you about it after, or I may have something, but we'll see. I've been waiting to see if it comes up, but uh, we can talk after and, and uh, hopefully it comes through and maybe it will, it will work out. It'll give us an opportunity to collaborate. So cool. Uh, okay. Love- Are you ready? <clears throat> Sip no. of water, fresh, ready to go. Oh, yeah, right. okay. <laughs> I forgot my water, so I'll just drink coffee. Yeah, that's what's water in it. Yeah. yeah, exactly. That's what my it's funny. I took a health class in college, and uh, my teacher, she was great. She, that was like one her big things is like, look, I know they say drink uh, water, but there's water in coffee, so you know, I swear by it. Anyway. <laughs> okay, uh, in your opinion, uh, was the Grateful Dead a punk band? <laughs> See, I knew you were gonna ask this question, and. I don't know. I mean, I guess it depends on how you look at at it. You know, they were definitely, um, you know, very like anti-establishment. Um, but I think that like, you know, it seemed like Jerry especially wanted to steer away from being like a political band. Um, so, like it really it's taking like a pol- too much of like a political stance, you know. So I think a lot of punk rock, they're kind of more like you know like fuck authority and it's more yeah so i guess in a way not as subtle yeah i guess like it depends how you look at it i i think um clearest answer but i i agree it's all in your perspective right like uh so there's no wrong answer in that i think 
in their ethos, uh, like the core of their ethos. I feel like they were a punk band in that sense, right? Uh, and that anti-establishment, right? Counterculture. Um, and, and I think they were, Jerry particularly was kind of liberal libertarian, right? Uh, like an empathetic libertarian almost, you know? Uh, but anyway. Uh, okay, so do you have a favorite show that either you've been to or that you might listen to on tape, whether it be Grateful Dead or, you know, Jerry Garcia band with or without Jerry, I guess, right? Um, I don't know if I have like, like a particular favorite show. Like I really love, you know, the late 60s with Pigpen and mm. then like, you know, the Brent years like in the 80s and... So a lot of those like 89 shows are really awesome. And um, like as far as like shows that I've been to recently, I guess that really stand out. Um, there was like a um, Bob Weir and Wolf Brothers show that was at um, the Greek in Berkeley. And that mm-hmm. was like right after kind of like COVID. So we were still kind of like coming out of our shell. And I just remember it being like very kind of like emotional, kind of like in so many ways, just like a very comforting, like I think at one point I was like, tears are coming out of my eyes, you know, it was just like, and like a lot of times recently when I'm bending, I feel like I can't really get into the music as much because I have to be like responsible and looking out for my merch and stuff. And like, so that show I could really just kind of like let loose and be like immersed in the crowd. And, a bunch of my friends were all around me and we were all kind of like feeling the same thing as far as like you know the difficulties of going through the pandemic and being back yeah. at the show and um so recently like that really stood out for me i was there and, and i concur uh the vibe was super high there people were really stoked the greek is such a special place yeah uh, and and seeing bobby there seeing that music there it was like people were ready and like ready for it you know what I mean? And grateful for it. It was, and it was a beautiful day. Uh, it got cold at night, but yeah. Uh, yeah. What a, um, what a special show. And that, that, uh, what was it? That weather report suite, the let it grow. Was oh yeah. Super killer. Yeah. I remember that. Yeah. yeah. That was a great show. I agree. Panic shows in Napa recently. Those were, I hadn't seen panic in like five or six years or something. So that was just like kind of that same kind of like welcome home feeling, you know? I haven't seen them since 99 and I had tickets to all three nights because it was Friday, Saturday, Sunday night at Napa, the Oxbo, right? Yeah. Uh, And they, they, because of the pandemic, they canceled like two years in a row. So I had these, yeah. So I had these tickets and then I finally like, uh, sold two of them, gave one away, and then because I wasn't able to go because I think I was, I think I was out east with Den Company when they played. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So I, I was so stoked because I was finally going to get to see Panic again after all these years, and then you know, it didn't happen. Big long tease, and then <laughs> wasn't able to make it happen. So. Not West for. <laughs> I know. I know. Uh, okay, uh, Brent or Keith? Brent. Brent. I'm glad to see Brent get a lot of love. Okay. <laughs> Phil or JP? No, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. You don't have to answer yeah. that. Uh, uh, Grateful Dead or JGB? Oh, man. Uh, 
can I say both? <laughs> yes, of course. Yeah, there's no wrong answers. <laughs> yeah, it, it's very mood dependent for me. So yeah, but it's funny because like today, like I don't really like to be honest. Like I don't listen to a lot of Grateful Dead at home. As much as <laughs> yeah. I, I know, like shocker, but like I've been listening to this music for so long it's like i know all the words you know it's like and i see so much live grateful dead during the week and on the weekends so like when i'm home nowadays i listen to a lot of kind of like indie rock and stuff like mm-hmm. that alternative rock and yeah. um, i still obviously love the grateful dead it's just like day to day um you know i don't i mean that music's ingrained into my soul at this point yeah. <laughs> so it's Kind of this nice to listen to like other music too, you know. I agree. I love a lot of music, and I listen to it. It goes in waves for me. Like I'll go through periods where I listen to a lot of Grateful Dead. And what what I like about the, doing this podcast, one of the many things I like about it, is doing the post production, adding songs, uh, you know, to it after the episode. Like it forces me, um, not that I need it you know, have my hands twisted or anything, but, yeah. uh, it, it encourages me to, to get in and delve in and, uh, you know, um, with, with thought and intention, you know, like I get to, and I'll, I will sit for hours and I'll listen to, uh, different songs be, okay, I think this will fit well here. Or this makes sense with this. And, and I'll, but I'll listen to it too, for not just what song from what show, but what, um, what 30 to 45 second of that song will i think uh will work well do you know what i mean so it really forces me to dive in uh as opposed to like just having it on in the background or you know but again it goes in waves for me where i listen to a lot of grateful dead and then i'm listening to other things often for periods of time too you know sometimes it just doesn't hit the same way when you're just immersed in it constantly without break as it does like when you're seeing it live so i, I think like one song for me would be um like ripple like that kind ripple. of um yeah so um one of like i think like so like the first time i really heard ripple was at my friend's funeral and so like mm. that one kind of is like what kind of feel like made me become a deadhead you know before that i was kind of like into it that was really like that you know you talk about like that aha moment or whatever like it was that was like so it was really hard for me to hear that song for a while like when when i hear it at concerts it's like bust out tears and it's but now i can hear it and it like makes me happy but still like one of those songs Mm. it's like if you had to say pick like one song that was really like fundamental in my you know grateful yeah. experience i'd probably have to pick that one it, it it doesn't get much more impactful than ripple for sure yeah right? it's very yeah I, I love the emotional attachment uh i don't even want to say that we put on songs i feel like it puts on us you know with yeah. this music you know i love uh how it affects us so deeply and then we can connect it to moments in time uh uh both positively and negatively and sometimes that flips on its head right like you said it was very sad and now it makes you happy you know like yeah it depends like where you're at in the moment yeah yeah that's a lot it's a lot of range you know a lot of emotional range to have it's really cool yeah um okay do you have a favorite grateful dead tribute band or uh 
has, tribute band is that the right word to say cover band tribute band a <laughs> band playing grateful dead music these days uh well i mean i probably have to say like melvin seals and jgb yeah right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean I mean, I don't even. Are they really a tribute band, though? I mean, that's no. Like, I mean, not really. I mean, it's like Melvin Seals and JGB. So it's like I guess cause right. Melvin, you know, Melvin played with Jerry, so they're not really. Yeah. Um, but as far as like a tribute, like a, um, I don't know. I mean, there's lots of good ones out there. <sighs> I love. I, ne- I never got to see the China Cats. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Jerry's middle finger. Jerry's middle finger, yeah, definitely Jerry's middle finger. Um, I love Stu Allen. Anything yeah, Stu Allen does rips. is great. Totally. How great was that that he sat in for Dark Star? Uh, you know, obviously, was it was it Jeff Matson that he had a there was a, something happened in his family he wasn't able to play for Days Between and Stu had to sit in. I think it was Jeff, right? Oh, I don't for. Want to get Oh yeah, Dark, Dark Star. Yeah, oh yeah, Dark Star. Obviously, Dark Star yeah. is definitely a favorite. Right. I'm just like drawing a blank right now because there's so many great ones. Um, but yeah, no, we love Dark Star. We got to go to Jamaica for their jam in the same. Oh, that's right, you did. That yeah. awesome. I had a bunch of friends who went to that. That sounds killer. Yeah, um, they put on a really good festival there. I can imagine. Okay. Uh, Two bands that you're currently listening to that are non, two non Grateful Dead bands you're currently listening to. It should be easy. Okay. Um, Portugal the Man. Mm-hmm. They're like one of my favorite bands. Mm-hmm. Um, I read. Uh, 21 Pilots. I like them too. Okay. Modest I've Mouse. Heard that name, Modest Mouse. Modest Mouse is playing Santa Cruz. Um, I want to say end of April, beginning of May. I'm going to be in uh, Kauai, so we won't be here for it. But they're, nice. Uh, playing Santa Cruz. Yeah. Their shows there can be like real hit or miss. Like I've been to ones that were really good and other ones where I'm like, eh. Oh. I've only seen them once. They were pretty good. Yeah, you had I've a good one. a few one. times. Uh, last time I saw them was at the, uh, what is that place called in Portland with a bouncy floor? Something ballroom. can't remember. I'm drawing a blank on it right now. Not like Mission something Ballroom. Ball- it's not the Mission Barroom. It's uh. It's in Colorado. It's a McMinimins uh, venue. Anyway, um, a bar I used to hang out at in Southeast Portland would have some pretty well-known indie musicians play there. Steve Malcolmus would hang out there sometimes and uh, uh, played. Uh, who was? I used to play darts there sometimes. And Isaac Brock, because he and his wife had a house around the corner, uh, it's the Triple Nickel in Southeast Portland on Belmont. But he'd be in there sometimes too. Oh, cool! I'll just leave it. I'll just leave it at that. I won't say anything more about that. But uh, anyway, it was a fun bar. It was a cool place. Anyway, um, okay. Favorite lot food? Hmm. I like Cosmic Charlie's Grill. He's got some good mm-hmm. stuff. Uh, obviously, grilled cheeses. I mean, who doesn't like a grilled Classic. cheese? Classic. Um, you know, I've had some good like falafels and different um you know i like curry sometimes people were mm. making like a curry you know pizza i don't know i like it all <laughs> mm. depends on what I'm, i kind of like healthier stuff too like i eat a lot of like you know i still eat meat but i do eat a lot of like vegetables and salads and stuff so sometimes i look for like 
what I can get that's like kind of healthy and not just greasy junk food, you know? Yeah, totally. Uh, there's a lot of good food in lot. Actually, there's a lot of good people doing some good, good food. LSD or mushrooms? Hmm. I guess mushrooms today. Mushrooms. Okay. <laughs> Do you have a favorite author or favorite book? Um, you know, I don't um, read as often as I should, but I was really into that author Chuck Palahniuk. I read oh, a lot yeah. of his. He's a Portland book. guy. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I really should read life. more. I, when I was a kid, I loved reading and I read so many books. Um, but then when I was like in middle school, they made us do this project where we like were forced to read these books and write these essays about mm. like all these chapters. And it just like turned it into a chore. And um, <laughs> after that, it kind of like kind of took away my love for reading. And I still... Mm. You know, like I hate to like point it back and be like, oh, this, you know, because, but I've, I've read a few books since then, but I just don't have that same um, zest for it. Yeah. Like zeal. Yeah. But I yeah. should. I mean, it makes you smarter to read. Uh, it's a good escape, too. Yeah. Do you, I watch do a lot you have of a TV. favorite? <laughs> yeah. I, I, you know, sometimes I always have the intention, like, okay, I'm just going to sit down when I go to bed tonight and I'm going to read. Uh, and lately I've just been like, okay, I can't, I'm too tired to read. I'm just going to put on some show and, you know, zone out. But so no judgment here. Uh, I read that do you have book a favorite? Oh, sorry. No, no, go ahead. I was saying that book, Owsley and Me. Um, was oh. by the woman who was, um, Owsley's Owsley's was wife? facing on her name right now. Um, that was a really, a really good book. I have that one on my shelf. I have not read it yet. But I have it on my shelf. It's good. I'm reading. Um, like I said, I read Nordy's book, which was super killer. I, I'm going to keep plugging that one. And I'm currently reading. Uh, it was all a dream we dreamed by David Gans and Blair Jackson. Oh, cool! And that one is starting off really great too. And I have no doubt. You know, uh, they're both really great. So uh, that's a fun read too. So plug that one too. <laughs> all right. Why, why? Why have a podcast if you don't get to plug your friends and people you like, right? Totally. Uh, oh, yeah. Greg festival? Anton wrote a book that was really good. Oh, no shit. Really? Yeah. It's, uh, What's that called? I don't know. I'd have to go look on my bookshelf, but I read that one. Um, and he's, I think he's working on a sequel, but it was like oh, about a musician. And it's kind of like, you know, loose fiction where it's like, could be kind of based on stuff, but it's not like a, you know, a autobiography or anything like that. It's still very much kind of fiction. But it's really, it was really entertaining. I love Zero. I'm a big Kimok fan. Greg Anton's rad. Yeah. Okay. Do you have a favorite festival, either uh, as a participant and or as a vendor? Mm -hmm. Well, I really love the hog farm. really like anything mm. they put on there. It's always fun. Um, everything's kind of like close by. Um, so that's really convenient. There's a killer vibe there too. Hog Farm's a special place. Oh yeah, there's so much energy yes. from like the past and everything. And yeah, seriously, history of the Hog Farm family picnic and the Kate Bush festivals and um, the replacements or Husker Du. <laughs> 
I don't really know either of those, to be honest. Okay. That's okay. <laughs> That's all right. Uh, the Beatles or Stones? The Beatles. The Beatles. I mean, I love Two Beatles both. in a row. Yeah. There's no wrong answer there. Yeah. But if I had Wu Tang, I'd pick the Beatles. Yeah. Wu Tang or Nas? Hmm. I guess Wu Tang, because I don't really know Nas's music as much. You know, I was more into like Biggie and Tupac, and you know, okay. growing, growing up in the South, there's a lot of that, like you know, rap kind of trap rap kind of was like big there. And, <laughs> this is what you call it. I don't know, like Nelly <laughs> and all those different um, Fifty Cent, like all Eminem and all those people, Dr. Dre, Snoop Dogg. That's a lot, a lot more kind of Master P, Master P, right? <laughs> Okay, I've got one for you. Bone Thugs and Harmony or Belle Biv DeVoe? <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I guess I'd have to say Bone Thugs just because I'm not as familiar with the... Um... They're a little before. Her yeah, yeah, I guess I'm, they I'm, are. I'm, I'm going to be 35 soon, okay. so I'm like, some of this stuff might be a little before my time. It might be. I, I, and I, you know what? I thought you were a little old or a little younger. So I, I, some of my questions, especially coming up, I thought would, um, cause I tried to pick some stuff from the eighties. Um, but, uh, oh, you're about my wife's age, but, yeah, uh, yeah, I, I, yeah, she was born in 89. So, uh, but you might've been too young. So I guess maybe this is lost on you, but hey, we'll see. It'd be good for <laughs> a lot of questions. <laughs> uh, Kaja, Kaja Gugu or culture club. Uh, <laughs> yeah, 80s, 80s music. Okay, Duran Duran or Men at Work? <laughs> okay, I'll keep going. Uh, Footloose or Flashdance? Hmm. Have you seen those movies? <laughs> no, okay, Footloose. Yeah. Footloose. yeah, I'm familiar. Kevin Bacon, right. yeah, I haven't actually well, sat down and watched it. They're both great. They're both great. They're quintessential 80s movies. Okay. Uh, I guess I should have picked stuff from the 90s. That would have made more sense. Oh, yeah. Early 2000s. Early 2000s. You got questions uh, about like NSYNC and Backstreet Boys. And I was like, okay. Like that was what was popular, like Britney Spears and stuff like that, you know? Okay. Brit Britney or Christina? Blink 182. Br <laughs> Britney or Christina? <laughs> oh, man. Neither. I saw Christina Aguilera one day on Hate Street. Oh, some really? Big Are you sure it was her? Bodyguards. I'm sure oh. it was her. She looked. <clears throat> I don't want to be mean. She looked terrible, and she literally oh, no. was like sixty pounds. I was oh. like, wow, yeah, that that yeah, that really impressed it, upon me. Like how tiny she was. Oh, totally. And she was young. I mean, this was in the '90s, so it was a long time yeah. ago, and she was young and. Yeah, it looked like she didn't have any makeup on, and but yeah, she had, uh, she had big bodyguard with her. I also saw uh, Courtney Love pulled up on Hate Street one day too, and uh, all, all the kids hanging out just booed her off the street. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, they were like, "Nope, nope, we're not having it." <clears throat> A fun, uh, cool celebrity I got to meet was Bill Murray. So I jump ship in Hong Kong. And I make my way over to Tibet. And I get on as a looper at a course over there in Himalayas. A looper? A looper. You know, a caddy, a looper. Jack. So I tell him I'm a pro Jack. And who do you think they give me? The Dalai Lama. 
himself. The twelfth son of the Lamb. The flowing robes, the grace, bald. Striking. Come on a first tee with him. I give him the driver. He hauls off and whacks one. Big hitter, the Lamb. Long. Into a 10,000-foot crevice right at the base of this glacier. Do you know what the Lamb says? No. Gunga, galunga. Gunga, gunga, gunga. So we finish 18, and he's going to stiff me. And I say, hey, Lama, hey, how about a little something, you know, for the effort, you know. And he says, oh, uh, there won't be any money. But when you die on your deathbed, you will receive total consciousness. <laughs> so I got that going, which is nice. Wow, we're talking oh about, like, my god wow really <laughs> that'd be nice so yeah, my bill dad um, owned a furniture store and bill murray um like he has a house somewhere in charleston um so he wow. would actually come and shop at my dad's furniture store and sometimes wow. i would like, help my dad like you know i was when i was a teen and i kind of needed a job you know i would go and and i just happened to be working one of the days that he just walks in and we're just like i'm just like oh my god and so i got my dad wow. asked him to like sign a sign something for me and he wrote this note that said like how are the working conditions or like hope the working <laughs> conditions are good and <laughs> that's cool so he was cool then yeah he was really cool yeah. good all right that makes me happy to hear bill murray's <laughs> the shit um <clears throat> excuse me sorry battling a cold uh okay big bird or snuffleupagus <laughs> Uh, Big Bird, I guess. Oh, oh my gosh, we got a Big Bird. Woo. Got a big bird. It's the first big Sesame Street, right? Is there Sesame Street. Yeah, yeah. Uh, was Snuffleupagus from? He, he was, was like the woolly, like elephant, like a woolly mammoth. Almost. Wasn't he imaginary too? Wasn't he? Like, yeah, yeah. Nobody yeah. else could see like, him. Just Big Bird. Big Bird. <laughs> he's like he was always big eyelashes. He's, he's like kind of hairy. Elephant, Super lovable. Basically. Okay, yeah. well, I just don't really remember that character as much because I was young when okay. I was watching it. So, all right, we'll we'll put a we'll put a a a a pass on that one. Okay, we'll disqualify. We'll disqualify. Well, yeah, because I don't have a great. I liked the like the Winnie yeah. the Pooh. Did you ever see that uh, Winnie the Pooh movie when you were younger? It was like almost kind of scary. Like he was on this like trip almost, where he was like going no. down. Like I remember, it kind of almost scared me. <laughs> You know, it, my, my favorite book for a long time was Watership Down, which is about a warren of rabbits. Yeah. And they made a, a, a quote unquote, well, they made an animated film uh, uh, on it. And it's like the scariest, darkest, goriest, <laughs> like animated film, like definitely not a children's film. Did you ever see yeah. the film, Brandon? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Dude, I think brutal. my girls watch. <laughs> uh, yeah. Not, not a kid's movie. No. What's it called? Uh, Watership Down. Oh, okay. Yeah, uh, an amazing book. But okay, Occidental or Sebastopol? Mm, I guess Sebastopol because sea bass. Yeah, it seems like they've got like more music and stuff going on there. And Occidental is a little more remote, huh? Yeah, I've spent a little bit of time there, but if you don't really live there it's not like you're just gonna drive there and go to like the local bar or anything you know right unless you're looking for mickey hart or dave schools <laughs> um, which i wouldn't recommend uh 
Petaluma or Santa Rosa? I ran into Dave Schools once in Fairfax. He was just out there like with his wife. They just went to dinner. And I was like, I made a poster for the show. And so when I saw him, I was like, oh, you going to the show? And he's like, yeah, what show, you know? And <laughs> he ordered uh he ordered a couple of shirts from us. Uh Amazing. we got all excited and um I had we had done these Dave Schools as my spirit animal uh stickers, right? Oh cool. Uh, it meant to be a, a complete compliment, right? Like totally meant to be a compliment. And uh we uh we sent him a handwritten note and sent him, you know, a bunch of the stickers, you know, but never heard anything about it. Not that I expected to, but I hope he got them. I hope he liked them. Awesome. Uh, big, big fan of Dave schools. Uh, okay. Petaluma or Santa Rosa? Petaluma. Yeah. Petaluma. yeah. I mean, that's where I live. Katati <laughs> or Windsor? <laughs> I guess Katati. I haven't really spent Katati. much time in Windsor. Um, fun fact. Winona Ryder, uh, is from, I mean, I, I've heard, uh, Petaluma. I've heard Katati. I think somebody's even said Roner Park. Anyway, she's from Sonoma. You know what went on. Oh, okay. Her. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> when I was younger, yeah, someone I'm... told me I looked like her, but I don't really. Oh, nice. It, but yeah. <laughs> I thought I took um, it as a compliment. I was like, all right. Of course. Of course. Awesome. Yeah. She was always the crush growing up. Okay. Tofu or tempeh? Hmm. Tofu? I, I, don't, I don't know. <laughs> we have this meal that we make like with tofu in it, but. I don't, I haven't had a lot of tempeh. That's like the other alternative. One of the other alternatives. Yeah. It's a little more kind of smoky flavor to it. So mariachi or polka? Pass. Okay. Patchouli or no patchouli? Uh, no, no patchouli. <laughs> no patchouli. Because <laughs> well, a lot of times people put it on, they put on too much and then it's just like... Well, I don't really like a lot of like, I kind of have like a sense, like sensitive, um, like perfumes and stuff kind of bother me sometimes when I, like, I have a strong sense of smell, I guess. Yeah. Um, yeah. Patchouli can be intense for sure. <laughs> okay. Last, well, second to last question. Who spit on me? <laughs> well, I already listened to the show, so I know uh, the answer. Is All right. We got a heads All right. Up. Um, <laughs> I mean, I can't stop closing the show with that. Okay. Yeah. So, that's right. And that was just funny. Oh, and, oh so yeah. I actually had a story I wanted to tell about, about Bob oh, cool. Weir. So um, I, I was in Mill Valley. Um, there was like this parade that happened and he was one of the judges. And um, so I was like walking by the Sweetwater and I think he was like coming back from, you know, being finished. So he was just like walking down the street and I was like on the other side of the street. And then I'm just like, God, it's Bob Weir, you know, like I was so starstruck. Like, what do I do? Should I say hi or should I like and but I was just like, you know, I wanted to be respectful to him. And so I just kind of like nodded and like gave him this kind of nod. And he kind of like nodded back. And I well, maybe he didn't, but in my in my mind, he's like, Yeah, you know, and and then and then this guy on the street was all obnoxious, like, Hey Bob Weir, it's like the same birthday or whatever. And I was like, damn. I just totally ruined my chances. I, I you know, totally but I just blew up your spot. Oh. <laughs> but he was like, it was like me on one side of the street, and then him, and then like one other guy. And we we're just like passing each other, and I was just like, like that was my moment where I could have said hi, but I just felt like too much respect for him. At the, you know, I was just like, you know, and they probably get that all the time. Like people, totally. like, oh, man, you know, you're amazing, and 
I was just I'm like that too. I, I'd rather, like I get excited and I try to tamper it, you know, but uh, <clears throat> depending on who it is, of course, but I, I prefer to go that route rather than like annoy somebody, you know. I had yeah. a similar experience in Berkeley years ago uh, coming out of Elephant Pharmacy. Tom Waits had just pulled up. He's a, uh, he's a, uh, Sonoma County native also. Oh, okay, I didn't know Sonoma that. County resident. I'm familiar. Resident. Yeah, but I didn't know that. That's cool. uh, he and his wife and uh, two young boys at the time. This was probably like 2004 ish. Pulled up right out front, and I passed by, and I could tell he didn't want to be bothered. He was with his family, and I was just like, I just put my head down, and that's like, oh my god, that's Tom Waits. Oh my god, that's Tom Waits. Yeah. Anyway, I didn't even say hello or nod. I just kind of looked at him and I just kept walking. So I could tell he didn't want to be bothered. But, yeah. Well, that's um, nice. How, how did Bobby re- respond to that dude? You know, you know, dude, we have the same birthday. Oh, yeah. He was just kind of like, okay, yeah. And just kind of kept walking. Like, he, he seemed polite about it. It's sad. I mean, I don't really remember as much about that because I was just kind of more just like, oh, my God, this guy. Why did he have to do that? You know? <laughs> I don't know. But I still was, like, on the other side of the street. So I would have had to, like, run over. You know? It wasn't like we were passing on the same sidewalk. Like, I mean, there was, like, you, you've been to the Sweetwater. It was, like, yeah. yep. I was walking, like, on the side of the Sweetwater. And he was just, like, on the other side of the street. Just walking, I imagine, like, home or whatever. So, right. um, but I've met, like, his well, his daughter bought some tie-dye for me. And they're really sweet. Nice. Yeah, they're great. I love, and, and uh, Natasha, too. They they come out and support vendors in the lot. Yeah, that's, that's really, really awesome, awesome they do, they do that. that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what about Melvin? Do you have any, any cool Melvin stories you want to show or, or, or share? Um, or not? Well, I mean, I can't think of anything like specific, but you know, I am very grateful that you know Melvin's always been really friendly to me and very welcoming. And you know, besides Melvin, JP's like the senior member now, so I've seen so many renditions of the band at this point. Like it's gone through all these changes, and um, Melvin's like really happy with the way the band is now. And I know a lot of people like miss the ladies and are asking like where are they when are they coming back and you know i don't know it's just um he's really happy with the way things are going and it's really awesome the only constant is change right yeah and like we're definitely like a band family you know like um i'm friends with all the like girlfriends and wives and like you know we all buddy and hang out we're at the shows and just maybe like no, sorry, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, like, the jam in the sand, going to Jamaica. That's, like, a really awesome experience that we all had. Oh, I can imagine. Um, I never got to see JGB with Merle, uh, only with Melvin. And I will say yeah. uh, all my, all, all the, the touring that I had done, you know, in the 90s, and <clears throat> my, my favorite experiences were... Uh, Jerry Van Tours, right? Like that just was always hit a little deeper, was felt more special, more intimate, you know, and uh, yeah, the shows too, right? They were super powerful uh, and and deep uh, and spiritual, it felt like, you know? So uh, yeah, Jerry Van hits that for me. So I have deep respect and appreciation for Melvin. Um, Yeah, he's great. Yeah, and his wife back is really awesome too. Nice. I always love hearing that, right? Like you always, 
people that you admire, especially for a long time or look up to, or, you know, uh, it's always great to hear that they're good people or friendly or respectful or kind, you know, yeah, definitely. Just makes it that much more. All right. We got to wrap it up. I can't believe it's been almost two hours. Oh man. Uh, yeah, it goes <laughs> I by hate so guys. Fast. I got to get out of here. Sorry about that. Sorry, right. No worries. Totally. Well, we super appreciate your time and your energy, Melrose. It's been great talking with you and, and getting to know you some more. And, you know, I look forward to uh, seeing you out at shows more often. And again, let's let's chat uh, sometime soon in the next day or so, maybe about uh, a potential collaboration. Like I said, I might have something. I We'll see. But I'll give you a heads up on that. All right. Yeah, that would be awesome. Uh, Thanks so much for having me. It was our it's pleasure. Been awesome. Give our best to JP and we will see you soon. That was really great. Thanks so much, Melrose, for hanging out and rapping with us. You can find more information about Melrose and her rad tie-dyeing on our website, deadtortales.com. We'll have a link in there uh, to Melrose's store. Uh, her art by Melrose tie-dye. Uh, we'll have a link you can order directly from her. She's custom orders. Uh, check it out. She's got some really great stuff. <clears throat> uh, one last thing. Melrose did ask us uh, as suspected, as usual, uh, she did ask us to a couple more shout outs. She thought of a couple more people. So uh, <clears throat> let's do that. Uh, she wants to give big thanks and big love to her friend Jen Jen from Warrior Within. And of course, Dave Abair. Right on. What's up, Dave? And then, of course, her mom and sister. Big love. Friends Lindsay, Elia, Jennifer, Johnny, and Sean, and Whitney at Cypress Station. And to all the other family, friends, vendors, and musicians that make our scene special, big thank you from Melrose, uh, and by extension from us. So, uh, cool. Okay, Dead Tour Tales is brought to you by your friendly neighborhood Dead Merch guys, always at Hoot Studios, James Donovan and Brandon Swinehart. Big thanks to our behind-the-scenes maestro, our producer, Kevin Grandpa Kev McCracken, and as always, the Grateful Dead for being the soundtrack to our lives. Don't forget to check out our Dead Tour Tales merch at deadtourtales.com. We have a couple killer designs by our friends and grateful artistic contributors, Ben Korn and Aaron Cadigan. Also check out our other site, always at hootstudios.com, where you'll find a wider array of Grateful Dead-inspired merchandise. Video footage, sticker packs, t-shirts, even an opportunity for a live call into the show, or maybe your own episode. Talk about your experience in the Grateful Dead universe, and please, please subscribe. Yeah, keep me out of the restaurants, please. <laughs> <laughs> All right, thanks again for listening. Uh, we hope to see you out on the road sometime. In the meantime, make sure you come back and check out next week's episode. It's going to be a hoot. 